by the time that you hear this podcast, you might be ready to biz ounce yourself. Conversation, I'm throwing on my lever, leaving the crib with a dead John letter. I'm taking what I need, nigga. Fuck, fuck all your cheddar, fuck all your jewelry, and fuck all your cars. You ballin'. While I'm wishing on stars, won't have me. Wanna why you puffin' on jaws? Have me in the crib, oh, handy and bros. Why you in the bins, oh, hats and bros? Have your face in another bitch twat. Go ahead, play boy. That's how you get shot. And I ain't even like that, silly nigga. But I'm hurt and I'm filled up with liquor. Pondering on if you really feel her. Only your man can make a girl a killer. And with a nine like this, my nigga, don't sleep. I'ma keep it in behind my nigga. <laughs> Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And we're back with episode 108. Yep. Uh, I I don't know what is associated with the number 108. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Let's, famous 108s. 108s and heartbreaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, there, there's not much. Just a bunch of I'm Famous, 108 in Hollywood, 108th in Hollywood. Um, okay. So it's the 108th in Hollywood episode, I guess. Um, in Homer's Odyssey, it's the number of suitors coveting Penelope. Or if you're watching Club Dread, Penelope. Yeah. Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or it had been the number of years uh, that it between the uh, Cubs winning World Series. That's so sad. 108 years. And there are also 108 de- uh, cards in a deck of Uno cards. Mm, mm. I, f- I feel like there's more in the new decks because they have to custom, like, draw whatever. You yeah. can just put your th- own thing on there. One's like, call your ex. Someone said that. <laughs> 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 it's like, ooh. All right. That'd be fun, Uno. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think that'd be a good drunk Uno. Yeah. Yeah. A good drunk Uno. Well, uh, like we said, I'm Greg. He's Ben. We're back with another episode. Thank you to everyone who's listened so far. Yeah. Um, if you want to tell people how they can find us, uh, we're not on Facebook Live but uh, for this episode, but we are on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. We're also, uh, we have a website, by the time you hear this.com, uh, which will be updated eventually. <laughs> uh, but the. Facebook URL and the website are spelled uh, by the time you hear this with the word you, Y-O-U. If you want to get with us on other social media, such as Instagram or the IG or the gram or whatever the kids say. Do it for the gram. We're on there at by the time you hear this, but you is spelled with just the letter U because. We urban. Yes. Yes, we is. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That is also the spelling for our email address. By the time you hear this at gmail.com, send us your comments, questions, concerns, show ideas. And if you're an independent artist, we'll play your music for absolutely free. And I have some news on that front. Uh, Lori Ann, who was on our episode um, about Britney Spears' debut album, uh, has been in the studio. 
Ooh. And uh, uh, she's working on some things. And um, before it gets released to the streaming platforms, um, like to have her come on and debut her song. Yeah, we could interview her about it. I'm sure she'd love to talk about it. Yeah, to talk about the process and uh, of songwriting and and producing and and mixing and mastering and all that good stuff. So, um, I'm sure Lori's going to be listening to this. <laughs> so, but <laughs> I did tell her we talked uh, earlier today, and um, uh, I I did say that we would like to have her on to to debut the song to where you know we do have a we had a a segment a while ago in the Instagrammer, right? Yeah, the indie okay. Instagrammer of the week. Yeah. Um, and we also had another playlist called I Know This Person. Oh, <laughs> which yeah, we did. For people that we knew personally that had songs on Spotify. Um, so, uh, but we could actually like interview someone that would be on either of those <laughs> <Yeah>. lists. <laughs> so, um, uh, so look out for that for her to debut her song on the streaming platforms, but we'll also be able to talk to her about it. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast on the go or you want to tell people how they can listen to it on the go uh, so they can annoy, uh, avoid that annoying coworker, that um, that busker. Just love that word. <laughs> that busker at Even the Even hear people station. say, oh, we did some busking. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. Um, or to, uh, you know, that that uh, that Drake fan who is now a Raptors fan by proxy. And yeah. You want to avoid their trash talking. I'm still picking the Warriors in six. <laughs> Drake can't win the series for them. Just keep that in mind. I'm going to get my Colin Cowherd on and just make a bold prediction with no reasoning behind it. Raptors in four. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. All right. So um, so there you go. Those are our predictions for that. But if you want to avoid that Drake fan, <laughs> uh, who also has tattoos of Steph Curry and Kevin Durant on his arm that he tried to hide with that arm band. You ain't slick, son. Even said it in one of his songs, Golden State Warriors running practice at my house. Like, we, who are you? Who are you? Would he, would, he, would he try to hide the pictures if they play at Kentucky? Like, what he try, <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, you just latch on, man. Just latch on. But you listen to us on the go on your mobile device. In a couple of different ways. If you have an iPhone, we are on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, if you have an Android, we are on the Google Music app. And you can also listen to us on other apps such as Podomatic, Castbox, Overcast, Auto Radio, Satchel Podcast Player, Play.fm. And we are also on Spotify. Whoop, whoop. So you can listen to us there. Uh, they only have uh, 100 episodes. We're at 108. So, um, but you can go back on Google Music and on Apple Podcast to listen to those previous episodes uh, back way back in 2016. Uh, we are coming up on our three-year anniversary of this podcast, and uh, we definitely appreciate everyone who's listened and downloaded and told a friend. Uh, and if you want to search for podcast by uh, the descriptions, by subject matter, there's a search engine out there called listennotes.com. You can uh, go on there and uh, search for a term and see what podcasts are talking about uh, that particular topic or actually use that term in their description. On our last episode, we talked about um, Motown songwriter, producer Norman Whitfield. So if you type in Norman Whitfield, you should see our podcast come up. Or if you search Britney Spears or Baby One More Time, 
that episode should also come out. So you have lots of ways to uh, find our podcast and listen to it. And uh, if you are listening, thank you. And we hope you enjoyed this one. So let's get into some music news. So uh, we were talking about Apple just a second ago because you can find our podcast on the Apple Podcast app. And um, as far as listening to different types of music or watching movies, uh, TV shows, they had a little program called iTunes. It's really sad that you have to say they had a program because of all the streaming services and stuff that are out. Who remembers yeah. it? Yeah, like I like iTunes was the first. Yeah. To it make saved downloading music. music cool. Yeah. It it saved it, man. But they will be doing away with it in a way. Uh iTunes is separate from Apple Music, but uh Apple will be shutting it down to combine it with Apple Music to make one big music app sandwich. <laughs> Sounds delicious, Greg. Please tell me more. So in this uh, this uh, unusual looking sandwich, <laughs> so uh, but Apple will be doing away with the iTunes brand, uh, and they had had everything into their uh, things into three separate platforms, um, and but they they are more than just you know they more than just make the phones and the um, and software and computers and all that. So um, I think they're they're trying to go the way of what looks like uh, they're going to be like part Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, part um, Spotify, part Hulu. So they'll have music and movies and TV. Yeah, and they and they want to have original programming. Oh boy, everyone's getting it. There's going to be too much. We can only <laughs> watch so much. Um, the market's getting saturated, man. <laughs> so yeah, so you'll you'll basically have something like that going, and and this goes all the way back to this was two thousand one to where this was launched. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at a picture right now. Steve Jobs presents the iTunes Music Store in two thousand four, and if you know what iTunes looks like, it's got like a screenshot of the music behind him. Yeah. And just to give you an idea of whoever's computer this was, what they were playing at the time, currently highlighted and playing Roses by Outkast. <laughs> Under that, Harder to Breathe by Maroon 5. Under that, Hey Mama by the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, and it looks like there's like four tracks from Liz Fair's um, self-titled album that she no longer owns. <laughs> She's probably disowned by now. <laughs> uh, other artists uh, that are included, Dashboard Confessional. Confessional. <laughs> Uh, Jay Z's The Black Album. Oh God. Um, Alanis Morissette, The Vines. Yeah. So uh, that's what we were listening to back in 2004. Um, I'm sorry, I, I said 2001. I meant to the uh, 2004 when it was introduced. So um, iTunes is no more as Apple tries to get into this original programming game. I know that. Uh, Diddy's documentary about Bad Boy mm-hmm. is it is an Apple Music exclusive. So they've already started. In a way, they've already started. So thinking about their legacy, even though I know it, I feel like iTunes has not been relevant in quite some time, I think, since Apple Music debuted and really since we started getting things like Rhapsody and Spotify. I mean, do you 
I, f- I feel like they will go down as as the uh, as what stabilized or even saved the music industry from itself. Yeah, like they basically were like, "Hey guys, maybe it's not a good idea to sue your customers." <laughs> like maybe, just maybe, and you know, made it cool to download music by making it easy. And I I, I really feel like right now the movie industry could learn a lot from that. Like, rather than just fighting against and making it harder and harder and harder for people to get what they want, just give them what they want. Yeah. Rather than, you know, you know, trying to make them steal it. But you know, that's another thing. But, yeah, kudos. Kudos, iTunes. So uh, good luck to them. Um, and uh, people end up switching over or if, it, if they have better, a better selection. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure this is something we'll follow as well. Yeah. Um, cause this is, I, I guess we, we will watch this at great interest as they say. <laughs> All right. So our other story here, uh, we have, um, we talked about on the last episode with the music industry leaning on, uh, biopics to, to make sales, to sell, uh, to sell albums. Um, there was, uh, a, a great example was Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, which was a fo- more of a focus on Freddie Mercury, but Queen's album sales went up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also with um, A Star Is Born, along with the Five Foot Two documentary, Lady Gaga's sales went up. Is that her hype? Yeah. Okay. Good. Curious. And <laughs> the, so those uh, the music industry is is using the biopics to. Um, increased exposure for their artists. If they're a current artist or coming out with a new project, there's you know there may be some like documentary coming out, or if uh, uh, an older artist, uh, perhaps a biopic is coming out. Um, Lori was talking to me earlier today. She's going to see Rocket Man. I'm curious to see that. Uh, she she said she'd let me know how it how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, in this story from Billboard. Um, a few weeks before the release of Tyler, the Creator's Igor, uh, his team launched a campaign to drive first week sales, and it included uh, a bundle, which people could purchase, mm-hmm. which included, uh, it was called a Vote Igor pack, which included a t-shirt, a lawn sign, a button, a vinyl sticker, and a copy of the digital, out. you could, uh, the digital download for the album. Okay. Which cost $40. And... It would be. It would start shipping. They would start shipping the pack um, on May seventeenth, which is when the album came out. Uh, so since you're technically selling the album, yeah. you got people pre-ordering these packs. Mm. You know, uh, with with so the merchandise being included, um, that helps with the album sales if yeah. you include other things with it. But that's just a one. That's just one method. Um, we've talked about before how. When Metallica had the number one album, yeah, or uh, it was up there. I don't know if it was number one, but it was up there. But they had just uh, yeah, done a pre-sale of their tickets for their tickets tour. for their tour, which includes a digital download of the album. Yeah, which I imagine is genius because the T-shirts or whatever that you're putting in there is probably worth less than half or even less than whatever you're selling the whole thing for. The real value is that you're getting money for that album. I can only yeah. imagine. Like a T-shirt is, so you said the pack that Tyler, the creator, was selling is 40 bucks. I highly doubt anything besides the album is worth nearly that much. Uh, No. 
Yeah, it's just not gonna be. It's just yeah. And so you're not losing too much on giving. Like, hey, here we'll throw the album in there <laughs> for you, you know, in case you want to listen to it. But if you want to be part of, like, you have these 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 are these will be exclusive items. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get the the Igor shirt in a store. Nope. Maybe you can get it on the website, but. The, on the website by itself, it's probably forty dollars. Yeah, so just but buy the pack. If you buy the pack for forty dollars, then you get the shirt, you get a sign, you get a button, the sticker, and the album. Yep. So it makes it all worth it. Uh, uh I remember when I went to see, um, uh, I went to see Fantagram, mm-hmm. and when I bought the ticket, I got a link to download their their new album. A three okay. had just come out. Uh, I went to see uh, We Are King, uh, bought the ticket, got a link to download the <laughs> album. So, like, that is that should be the norm now. If you I know, think the artist going yeah. uh, that, it, if not, then some of you guys are doing this all wrong, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, if you have an album out, um, and you're doing the pre sale or whatever for tickets to your tour. Include the album because people probably have just been listening to it through YouTube music or something. Yeah. Or Spotify, and you're not getting paid as much. Yeah. You know, through any of the streaming services, you're not getting the the revenue that um, maybe not what you deserve or, or what or you accustomed. expect. Yeah. But if you are including it when you sell your tickets, that's where. Um, I think that's where a good chunk of the album sales money yeah. will be coming from. Mm-hmm. And who cares if you add in like an extra 5 to $10 per ticket to compensate for that? And some people don't like that. Um, or some people like feel like it's unfair. I mean, we talked about it. I think this was, was this early last year or, or I mean, late last year or early this year? Time has escaped me. So yeah. I know we talked about it, though. Yeah, with Nicki uh, Minaj. With Nicki Minaj and, and Travis uh, Scott. Tra- yeah. Uh, he had the number one album when um, Astroworld came out. But Nicki had technically sold more albums. But what was it being included was the merchandise uh, that he was selling. And his girlfriend, Kylie Jenner, would say, hey, guys, go get... Um, this new shirt, <laughs> this new <laughs> Travis Scott shirt today, you know, it just came out and people will go get it. And then that would account towards the, uh, towards the album sales. I don't know if they got a free download of the album or just the shirt, but um, it w- it was counted towards the album sales. And that's why he had the number one album and kept her out of that spot. Mm-hmm. It was uh, August, 2018. Oh, oh, okay. That was a very long time ago. August 3rd. 860 AM W A. Sorry about that. I was like, I'm scared. It's this big voice. (laughs) Um, But um, that it was, I I mean, it it counted. I don't know if Billboard changed the rules on it. I don't think we talked about anything like that. But um, merchandise is probably the way to go to have. Something unique and, and fashionable that people can, and, and, and also in a way of promoting your music. It's just trying to find another avenue. Um, you know, you're not going to have the days of of millennium and black and blue and celebrity. No, that's when we're, <laughs> we're drunk on our own where, power in the music industry. Where you sold a million copy, million CDs in a day. Yeah. It's just not going to happen that way anymore. So 
uh, merchandise uh, seems to be the way to go. Until someone figures that out, and then, you know, <laughs> then we got to figure something else out. All right, let's look at the charts here um, quickly. Uh, so, Hot 100, top 10 songs. Number one, still, Old Town Road. I uh, I saw something, shout out to Brandon, post on his page, and he's performing this at a school with a bunch of kids yeah, in like cowboy attire. And they were going crazy. I'm just like, is he dying inside? Like, I know he's making, he's probably making a good chunk of change I, off of this, but. I think he was enjoying it. Oh, was he? He had good. to be enjoying it. I hope so, man, because. Because it's a, it's a song that, like, all the kids knew, they knew all the words. Yeah. It's clean. And that's funny because my nieces and, well, yeah, they're my nieces and nephews now. They knew, like, we, we went down to Alabama. They get in our car. On the drive, the first drive, we played like just like some pop music that I liked that was old as crap because I'm old as crap. And they're just sitting there like Kendra's like, they're probably thinking we're like, you know, the boring auntie and uncle. <laughs> then on the way back, I put on the Billboard playlist, this song comes on. She is four years old. No Every words. word. It's a, it's, a, it's a clean song. So parents are going to. Oh, yeah. If it comes on or if the parents have it on their playlist in the car, I mean, it, it would come on right before or right after Baby Shark. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure they know all the words to as well. <laughs> so with uh, having that. Um, so he's got that market. Yeah. But it seems like so I can also walk around my office and sing. And people are like, oh, yeah, that's, I love that. No. See? So it's it's just like and and I'm like I know he's making money but I I hope I hope he's happy I hope he likes it I don't want him to become a, a spectacle or a novelty I I think he's um he he's just anxious to come out with the next single yeah because uh, you know maybe twenty twenty five years ago you could push one single for, for six to yeah. eight months uh that ain't the case bro we're uh, we're at like three months of hearing the song. Well, no, it's been on the chart for three months. Mm -hmm. It's been number one for two months. It's not going to make it through the summer without another single. Yeah. So I think he's just anxious to get to that. I mean, uh, he could record um, Old Town Road in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, he could. He could totally record it in Spanish and, and hit the um, the south of the border <laughs> demographics. <laughs> Hopefully people get this by now. Um, that is from uh, the movie That Thing You Do when Tom Hanks' character asked the Wonders to record that thing. You, I want something poppy. I want something up-tempo. I want that thing you do in Spanish. <laughs> so, of course, every song must be recorded in Spanish, Spanish. Yeah. Or he's got to do something from the Playtone Galaxy. But, yes, let's <laughs> keep going. Uh, <laughs> uh, number two, um, I Don't Care by the most influential artist in black music. And the Canadian Spotify champion. So glad that he's back. Both of them back. I'm, I'm glad they're both back. Exactly. Uh, number three, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Number four, Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. Number five, Talk by Khalid. Number six, Wow by Sirius Malone. Number seven, Sunflower by Sirius Malone and Sway Lee. Number eight, Dancing with the Stranger by Sam Smith and Normani. Number nine, Me by the Fake News of Pop Music featuring Panic at the Brendan. Uh, <laughs> and Sweet But Psycho by Ava Max, which I believe is starting to take off because of TikTok. Okay. Uh, that's how Old Town Road yeah. blew up, but I, I, but I think Sweet But Psycho is another one of those songs. What? 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 Come on, guys. Like, we... Okay, whatever, man. 
TikTok. It's it's the kids. It's, I get it. It's musically plus Vine, but with uh, just the least amount of effort possible. Yeah. <laughs> I see people trying to jump onto the train now. Like I saw, I saw, I saw one because uh, I it started. It, well, it is dominated by teenage boys, mm-hmm. and there was one. Uh, it's this one kid, and all he, he the idea is just to be good looking, right? Mm-hmm. But he tries to have a little sketch and be funny, but it doesn't <laughs> make sense. So he's fully dressed, gets in his bathtub, and he's like. Hey, honey, uh, are you are you enjoying your bath? The bathtub is empty. There's no water, <laughs> and he's asking someone while sitting in the tub if they're enjoying their bath in the same tub. That's which just has no water. Weird. Okay. That's the kind of stuff you see on TikTok. I'm pass, pass. I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's look at the Billboard 200. These are the albums debuting at number one, Igor by Tyler, the creator. Uh, If you ordered it and you got the shirt and the button and the sticker and and then the album itself and the the sign that you can put on your lawn. That would be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number two, debuting at number two, Father of Assad by the Nick Fury of pop music. (laughs) We have not mentioned his name in quite some time, uh, but he has a new album. Uh, number three, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. Number four, Free Spirit by Khalid. Number five, I Am Easy to Find by The National. Number six, Thank You Next by The Hardest Working Ponytail in the Game. Number seven, Baby on Baby by The Baby. Number eight, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind by Logic. Number nine, Romstein. Whoa, what year is it? By Romstein. What year is it? Is it, is it 1999 again? Romstein, is this a re-release? I thought they had a self-titled. Huh. Whoa, that one threw me off. If you ask me what I would expect, what I would <laughs> <laughs> ask me when I woke up this morning. Um, Romstein, if you can't tell, we're a little thrown off. Um uh, let's see here. That yeah, holy crap. Their first studio album in 10 years. So we should be shocked. We should be shocked. They have not done anything in 10 years. Holy uh, the crap. The album that had Duhast was called. Um, it's probably called Duhast. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't even know. Like, their their newest album is dominating their most played on Spotify. I think it. Okay, so I'm going to try to pronounce it. Sonsucht? Sonsucht. Yeah. Whatever. I didn't take German. 1997. Uh, okay. Du. Do host. <laughs> so they don't have a self-titled album. Uh, this is their first self-titled album, but they debuted at number nine. And number 10, Fever by Megan The Stallion. D with two E's. Who is she? I've heard that name. Uh, she's a rapper who, um, following the, the classic, what a female rapper is supposed to look like, you know, sex sales kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But she may actually be a good rapper. Oh, okay. Well, good for her. I'll check her out. All right, so uh, that is the top 10 on the Billboard 200. Let's look at the Artist 200. At number one. It's like, do you even have to, do you even have to look to know? <laughs> oh, uh, whoa, I was we're not. We're not so worried about them anymore. No. 
they all have their own email addresses <laughs> and their own individual pack of saltines. That's BTS. Number two, Billie Eilish. Number three, Khalid. Number four, Sirius Malone. You still take him seriously? Yeah, I'm taking him seriously now. He's a, he's a, yeah, yeah. Um, he had some comments about, well, I mean, it wasn't controversial or anything, but you know, TMZ just kind of walks up on people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked him um, about uh, Old Town Road <laughs> oh, being popular and how uh, uh, people and he and Lil Nas X got the endorsement deal with Wrangler. Yeah. And people were boycotting Wrangler. Yeah, because they're stupid. <laughs> and um, he had an interesting point. Post Malone said he's like, a lot of country artists are using 808s. Yep. <laughs> so um, it's not it that much of a difference. Yeah. It ain't about the music. No. We it's know not. it's not about the music. Clearly. Number five, the hardest working ponytail in the game. Number six, Pink. Number seven, the most influential artist in black music. Number eight, Lil Nas X. Number nine, Luke Combs. And number 10, Sammy Hagar, still hanging in there. Hmm. I really thought we would see uh um hey, the creator. Right. Um this is the same as last week. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, the artist one hundred is the same. I mean yeah, the artist one hundred is the same. The yeah. other two charts are updated. Yeah, I don't know why this didn't change. Hmm. Billboard, what are you doing? We so, should at them. <laughs> like that's not cool, man. Like, okay, Sammy Hagar can't still be <laughs> Yeah <laughs> on the list. He gets one week <laughs> and then he fades into obscurity. Everybody gets one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the um so looking at the uh our last story here, uh the album of the year race is maybe starting to heat up. Um, as we have three months left in the Grammy eligibility year. And I'll just ask you this, man. Oh. All right. Gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Grab my mic here. There we go. All right. So, um, Ben, what do you think of the uh, of the albums that have come out? Has any, like, impressed you or that you – jeez. <laughs> get settled here before I try this again. Here we go. Any of these albums that have impressed you or have um, or have you think that the Grammys would recognize in this major category? You know, uh, in the in recent years, you know, it was kind of easy to predict, but then last year with uh, Casey Musgraves winning, um, was she considered the the safest choice? Or was it they really thought she was the best? Or you you listened to the album more than me. I've only heard yeah. that one song. But do you think that it was something deserving? I think it was deserving, but I don't think it was expected. <laughs> I don't think anyone saw that coming, um, herself included. Many fans I saw on the internet were happy, you know, because um, they they felt that it was a great album and someone like her needed to be recognized for her um, maturity, because, you know, from album to album, she's grown. Unlike a lot of artists, like, you kind of expect to see that, and not just in style, but in, in, in uh, that's what I'm looking for, in subject matter. 
she's definitely grown in subject matter. So, I mean, as far as like what I think we'll see this year, I mean, there's a couple of albums, and I mean, and just disclaimer, I don't sit and listen to albums a lot. Um, it, I'll, you know, I'll have to catch a couple of singles to draw me in. I, because I mean, like one of my favorite artists, Carly Rae Jepsen, just released a record like a couple of weeks ago. I have only listened to two songs on it. And her her album Emotion is one of my, you know, is probably top five for me. So you would think I'd be clamoring to listen to the follow-up, you know, the the full LP follow-up, but I just, I haven't. Um, but so far, I mean, like, you know, looking at what's kind of come out and then looking at this list that you're referring to, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I guess I need to listen to some of these records to see if I really think, I mean, the Khaled one, I, I would hope, that's my favorite so far of these, you know, of the year so far. I haven't listened to Tyler the Creator's Igor. Eric Church is just interesting because I think he's older than some people might realize. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, that actually be kind of cool if he did get it. Like, I, I, I actually think that'd be very cool if he got it just because he's, he's so different. Like, he's just not, you know, I don't know. I think that'd just be cool. Is some uh, some uh, artists that are being cons- that are maybe the leaders in the clubhouse, if you will. Uh, Billie Eilish, when we fall asleep, where do we go? Uh, if she were to be nominated, she is only seventeen. That I did not know. My goodness, and really? she would be the youngest nominee for album of the year ever. Holy crap! Uh, the other the the youngest. It's a three way tie with Janet Jackson. Mariah Carey and Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is the youngest to win album of the year. Uh, Don't sleep on Taylor Swift, y'all. She done fell off, but she used to be hot. Once upon a time. <laughs> uh, I think that was the title of a song. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, uh, Ariana Grande, thank you, next. Um, so this is actually one of the bigger travesties that she's never been nominated in this category. Well, this is well. Thank you. Next is her fourth album. Yeah, they've all been so good, though. Like that's my thing. Like, but you know how the Grammys are as far as like with with pop music in particular. Oh yeah, it's hard for pop music to to kind of get into this category. It's it's a lot of times you're like the country album is going to at least be nominated. Yeah, the rock album is at least going to be nominated. The poppiest sounding R and B is going to be nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really something that's straight up pop. Yeah. Uh, but since they've expanded to beyond five nominees to eight to ten, mm-hmm. then those have a chance. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think Sweetener should have been in there. Um, I even liked the uh, the album before Sweetener that I cannot think of the name Dangerous of. Dangerous Woman. Yes. I I just I think everything she's put out has been really good. And I think they're using I think they're using your logic that you're you know that you just explained, which I 100 percent agree is true. I think they're using that to keep her out of it. Oh, we nominated her for a pop award and she won that or she's you know, she's there. So she should be happy. Like, no, this record is as good as any of the others that you have nominated. It's just because it is pure pop. <laughs> this is her fifth album, by the way. But yeah. Um, also being considered. It's. Well, it's not cheating. I don't think it's. I don't think it's cheating, um, but some people might consider it. Beyonce's Homecoming, the live mm-hmm. album, which is her Coachella performance from 2018, uh, being nominated for Album of the Year. It will be the first live album 
since 1994 to be nominated when Tony Bennett's MTV Unplugged and the three tenors in concert 1994 were nominated. Tony Bennett actually won uh, for uh, MTV Unplugged and it would be the fourth time she's been nominated, which is the first, she will be the first black artist to be nominated four times for album of the year. I know Stevie Wonder was nominated three times and he won all three times. Yeah, because Stevie Wonder is awesome. Don't forget that. <laughs> uh, and Michael Jackson has been nominated three times. I, I can't believe I had to debate that with some people at my job when I first started there, that Stevie Wonder was better than Beyonce. Like, why is this even a conversation, people? You're counting that. You, you count that he plays instruments for a lot, though. Yeah, and they're like, well, he can't dance. I'm like, well, yeah, because he's too busy making the music, but whatever. Beyonce can't play piano, <laughs> I, I think. I don't know. No, <laughs> she can't. What is this? These keys. Uh, other ones, uh, Khalid's Free Spirit. Um, That'd be my vote. Uh, Tyler, the Creator's Igor, which after two weeks is already getting rave reviews. Uh, Anderson Pack's Ventura, which is his second album release in this eligibility period. The other was Oxnard. So this is, hold on. So which one was he supporting when you went to go see him play? Uh, Oxnard. Okay, good show, right? Yeah. yeah, Ventura came out just a few weeks ago. He's gonna be back here. Well, probably by the time you hear this, it will be June. So. <laughs> um, He's coming back here in a couple of weeks. Is he about to become the hardest working something in the game? He, yeah, the, the hardest working man in R&B, possibly, <laughs> at least, or something like that. That's wild. Um, and he's, uh, somebody is, I can't remember who's, who's, I think it's Earl Sweatshirt will be opening for him. Okay. Um, Solange, When I Get Home, uh, it doesn't have the, uh, I guess the attention that um what was the other what was their previous album called A Seat at the Table mm-hmm. didn't have doesn't have the attention of A Seat at the Table mm-hmm. but I still think it it's getting the critical acclaim or even more um but who was expecting Solange <laughs> to drop an album with A Seat at the Table came out yeah. anyway so I'm I I know, I know this could be blasphemous to a lot of fans I do think she is the more from a musical standpoint I think she's the more talented and tasteful sister. Like, I just, I like her music more. Like, I was listening to that track that you put me on to with um, her and Chromio. and Chromio. Such a good song. I could never hear Beyonce singing on something that good. But I just know that Solange will never be as popular. I think she's more of an, you know, she just, she has a niche fan base. Yeah. And it's just but my two cents. Don't that's, get me up that's how it's but it will be interesting to see that if she and Beyonce yeah. both get nominated. It, it, it's it would be a, a two black Americas moment. That would I be think. another elevator fight. <laughs> well, they weren't fighting each other. No, I'm talking about Jay, but Jay Z would be, or maybe it could turn into that. I don't know. Like I just, yeah, yeah. So. Um, that, so I like that, co- though. Two black Americans. Yeah, you're right. You were totally right. <laughs> <laughs> so you say uh, Khalid's um, Free Spirit? That's Of these, that's my favorite. That That is my favorite. I don't like the Ariana Grande album as much as her previous ones. I think she strangled away a little bit from, from pop, you know, into other forms of music. 
Um, but I, I like the Khaled ones, Khaled ones so far. I love better. Um, and I like the track that he did with John Mayer, which honestly, this shit, I think it does say featuring John Mayer. I know he wrote it and, and probably played a few things on it too, but I think it's a pretty good album from what I've heard. All right. Uh, well, uh, that'll do for our music news. Um, uh, so Ben, why don't you tell us about your earworm of the week? All right. So there's a punk band from Chicago. Um, called Lucky Boy's Confusion. I want to think I heard them back in maybe late high school or college. There's a song called Fred Astaire. It's a really good song. That might be an earworm down the line that I never realized. I think that is an earworm. Oh, it is Fred Astaire? It wasn't it about... Um, Stage parents? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's an earworm. Okay. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> messed up song. <laughs> At first I thought it was a love song, but it is not. It is a... Yeah. So... um on my uh, my discovery list, they put this on there. It's called Hey Driver. Apparently, it is a more popular song by them. Um, it was in a few movies. And when you hear it, it totally has that movie soundtrack, um, like for like a, a montage type scene. It's totally got that feel. So when I heard it, I was like, I'm sure I've heard this before. And yeah, it's in the Looney Tunes back in action. <laughs> and it's also in Without a Paddle. So... Just imagine those movies while you're listening to this song. And if they happen to hear this song, this podcast, I don't know why they would. Um, they are still together uh, many, many years later. They only play around Chicago. So I am I like I like them enough to where I'm considering driving up there to see them. However, if you happen to hear this and you you know you just want to come to Atlanta or even put out a live, you know, Blu-ray or DVD if it's cheaper, um, you know, just try it, you know. Yeah, and there's plenty of venues to play. Yeah. So. Uh, we, we, we sort of like rock music, right? We sort yeah, of. <laughs> kind of sort of, I guess. Oh, well. <laughs> All right, so this is Hey Driver by Lucky Boys Confusion, and we'll be right back. Driver by Lucky Boys Confusion. Um, yeah, I could see that in Looney Tunes back in action <laughs> and all of those teen movies. Yeah, exactly. Like, American guys, Pie we can do and... this, right? <laughs> yeah. And then it just starts out they're going to do something that they shouldn't be doing. And 
either they fail at it. <laughs> Some like kooky sports movie. Yeah. yeah. Or they succeed and they're like, all right. And they're just like standing back looking at their work like, yeah. It's like something's being built. Yeah. And they have like five minutes to do it. <laughs> that is the song for that. If I ever make a movie where I do that, I'm going to use that song. <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. So, yes, you could find that on our BTT YHD Earworms playlist right now. All right. So, uh, we started the show with uh, <laughs> Biz Outs. <laughs> Ooh-wee. That song. <laughs> the, uh, the explicit version. <laughs> oh, God. What's her name again? Olivia. Olivia. Such a plain name for someone singing about a, a Biz Outson. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we started the show with that, and we'll be discussing, we'll be giving our Because Five one-hit wonders from the year of our Lord, 2001. (laughs) (laughs) Year of our Lord. So, um, uh, Ben, we're going to start with you. What is your first honorable mention? All right. So the first honorable mention is um, a band called American Hi-Fi, Flavor of the Week. Yeah, it starts out pretty heavy, right? (laughs) So honestly, I think one of the things that really drove this song being a hit was the funny video. Um, Have you seen the video? A long time ago. I don't remember much about it. They're basically like they're in a parking lot, like at a heavy metal show in the 80s. And they've got like short shirts on. And and it just it's basically just, you know, it, it makes people remember old things. And, like, that's, like, a surefire way for success, which is really funny. Maybe that's why we are as a country where we are. But never mind. Um, You know, it makes people remember old things, and people thought it was funny. Um, It's a pretty upbeat song. It's a lot of fun. It it just has, like, you know. As a matter of fact, now that I'm thinking about it, too, I think this was used in some teen movies (laughs) for montages because it has that kind of I would be surprised. Yeah. I always thought they could do more. You know, they had a pretty good song in their album called, um, um, was that Still Believe Another Perfect Day, but just didn't hit like this one, you know? They tried, but it just didn't work. Uh, I recall this uh, video being played on VH1. Oh, I'm sure it was. Um, and you would think that based on who produced this song that they had, they had the, they had the name. Yeah. They had the guy. Uh, Bob Rock uh, produced it, produced their album self-titled. Um, they Nintendo. only had two singles. Yeah. yeah, throw that in there. I remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Flavor of the Week and Another Perfect Day were the only two singles. And as of right now, uh, they have made some other albums. Uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, they got that Bob they Rock made six money, albums. Um, but uh, they have not uh, gotten back to the success of this song, uh, which was, it peaked at number 41 on the Hot 100, but it was number five on the Modern Rock tracks and number 31 in the UK. Yeah. This is funny, too, because we've, so we talked about another famous album that Bob Rock produced, which was the Black Album by Metallica, and you hear the drums. I hear the, that snare, I hear it. And that makes, I thought Butch Walker produced this. He produced them two albums later, but you can definitely hear that. I guess that Bob Rock just likes that. He's like, no, this is, he has his own snare. <laughs> he brings it in. 
He's like, it's tuned perfectly to Black Album. (laughs) 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 And that's what you have to play. It's like a 40-year-old snare. That's what you got to play. I I hear it now. That's crazy. All right. So that is uh, Ben's first honorable mention. And what is yours? My first honorable mention, um, you you heard a little bit of their song, of his song earlier um, when we were putting our list together. Mm. Um, And he's, he (laughs) made the comment that it sounds like 1998. Uh, Oh, yeah. He's Canadian, so things come there late. (laughs) Um, uh, This is Don't You Forget It by Glenn Lewis. Uh, when I first heard this song, I thought it was a cover of a Stevie Wonder song. And I can totally hear how you think that. <laughs> uh, it, that's what it sounded like at the beginning. I, I was looking for this song. Like, where is... Wh- which Stevie Wonder album <laughs> It does this... Uh, is this included on? Um, this was actually his uh, third single. Uh, but this is from his only album. Wow. Uh, titled World Outside My Window. He wrote this song with Andre Harris. Um, uh, actress Kent King, who you may, for people who follow General Hospital, mm. uh, plays the, the primary female character. Um, and the lyrics are about a girl that uh, leaves town and she's going to be famous. And she has stuff that she has to deal with. But if she remembers where she came from, she'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, This song did win a Juno, the Canadian Grammy. I was going to say, for those who don't know. (laughs) (laughs) For best R&B soul recording. Uh, And it peaked on the Hot 100 at number 30 and on the hip hop R&B singles. Uh chart at number 10 um, uh, I like that it was like you know that's inspirational mm-hmm. um, and for just it just reminds me of Stevie Wonder yeah it's a good song I'm surprised I've never heard this before it'll likely get added to my um, playlist it sounds it, it listening to it now too it sounds a little like some music soul child yeah yeah like um, almost like um don't change a little bit. Yeah, you know, I was I would say love, but that's just that's too easy. That's too easy a pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's my first honorable mention. Good. All right, Ben, what's your second one? Um, <laughs> the song I hated the first time I heard it. Um, <laughs> Wherever you will go by the calling. Yeah, it's. Uh, I heard this song and. Um, Lifehouse, what was their first single? Hang by a moment? Hang I heard those two songs. I believe I heard them the same night. You thought <laughs> it was the same band? Almost. <laughs> but no, because I saw the video. And I remember thinking like, okay, they sound very similar. But, you know, that was that was the cool sound at the time for singers. Um, guess which one, you know, did better down the line? <laughs> which band? Lifehouse went on to have a pretty good career. And The Calling... Um, I mean, Alex Band got to do a song with, with Santana. Yeah, and only because Chad Kroger had to back out. So, and they're like, "Who sounds kind of like Chad Kroger?" And you know, 
cheap because we ain't got much of a budget right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Alex banned from the calling. And like you hear the name, you almost think it's fake. <laughs> like, like there's no way his last name is Band. Yeah. Alex Band is in a band. <laughs> um, so this um, uh, this was from their debut album. Yeah. Camino Palmero. Camino, Camino Palmero. Yeah. Um, I actually had the CD. Um, radio station or library? Radio station. Okay. This is a radio <laughs> station uh, pickup. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this song was everywhere um, on on the pop stations, the rock stations. VH1. Oh yeah, this MTV, is totally a VH1 song. Uh, it peaked on at the Hot 100 at number five. Uh, it went number one in Poland, New Zealand, and Italy. Run away with my heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was also featured on an episode. Cold Case of Cold Case. Oh <laughs> man. Uh, for anyone familiar with Cold Case, when they have their their. They are closing montages where they figure out who the killer is. Um, this was the song that was playing on one episode. That's a, okay. Hey, make your money. Yeah. Um, so honestly, so I know, and I forgot to mention this about the first song. We always well, no, I did, I did. So I, I try to talk about a song I like by another song by them, Adrian. Uh, yeah, that's a better a, song. Yeah, but it was not a hit, and that kind of makes me sad. Killer solo, but this was the song that you know probably got played at a lot of proms, you know, like the, the last slow dance of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy like I'll go wherever you will go. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get to my um second honorable mention. Uh, I believe this song is already on your list. All right, so we'll. We'll just talk about it once. <laughs> and that is Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal. It's my number five. So uh, let's combine that. Um, so what did you think the first time you heard this? Um, I, th- I just, I, at first, I, I just thought it sounded really good. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I never thought of a... A band similar, a band that sounds like them, to um, make this into a you know a rock song. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of Michael Jackson songs could be covered as rock songs. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm surprised more haven't honestly, especially after this happened. Yeah. And blew uh, up when this blew up. Uh, it was featured in um, American Pie Two. In a particular scene. Uh, I've never seen American Pie 2, so you don't have to tell me. Yeah. To, yeah. I'll go for it. I'll watch yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. For people who've seen it, you know what scene. And, um, uh, yeah, it doesn't fit <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, uh, the video was just all the Michael Jackson references you can stand. Yeah, they yeah, stuck so many in there. They had the smooth criminal lean. They yes. had the white kid with the surgical mask. Yeah. 
Um, they were walking on the sidewalk with. So that was my favorite part when they're walking on the side. He's walking on the sidewalk and, and making them up. lighting up because he just did it so randomly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was probably my favorite part. That and the kid with the mask, who actually was a pretty good dancer. Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, man, that was yeah. It had everything, man. Um, this was the second song I had heard by them. Actually, uh, I had heard movies first. Okay. Um, and it was the the first version where there it's it has the film motif, you know, an old film motif. Yeah. And then after this song came out, there was another version of movies where they uh, parodied. Um, different films yeah. in a in a silly way and i think because they were being pushed like that they were looked at as a novelty act probably in the same vein as bloodhound gang yeah well if you think about their second um their second album that came out they filmed the video across the street from the BET awards yeah. as a gag and then another one cuz they had another video they filmed three one was at a Christina Aguilera concert, and one was at a Justin Timberlake concert, and then across from the BET Awards. And so, like, yeah, they kind of became that band that, like, uh, we're not serious. And that made me sad because I own this CD. I bought this CD um, off of the strength of Smooth Criminal and Movies. Great album. Insanely talented band. Like, like if you, like, and I don't, you know, musicians out there who listen to this band, you can, you can tell, like, each person individually is so good at their instrument. Yeah. And their second album, which was produced by the DeLeo brothers from Stone Temple Pilots, was even better. It <laughs> just, you know, but by then, like, no one really cared. But they're, they're still looked at as the smooth criminal guys. Yeah. I mean, they they could not really escape that and, and be as popular. And I knew people, you know, who were, you know, who were trying to get signed after this came out. And then, you know, with the Pop Goes Pump, uh, punk goes pop getting popular a lot of bands were being pressured to do this yeah. and a lot of them did not want to because they saw what like oh god if if alien ant farm can't survive this like who who can so a lot of them became hesitant to do that you know now i think it's a little more accepted because of youtube and stuff like that and you know some of the moderate success of the punk goes pop records but like i would say for a good five or six years there nobody wanted to touch a cover yeah as their fir- at least as their first single. As the first single. They were like, yeah. nah, we can't, like, because then we'll get Alien Ant Farmed. And they're still making records. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> but just no hits. With this uh, song, it was number one in Australia. It was number one on the UK rock and metal charts. Mm-hmm. Number one of the modern rock charts here in the States. It peaked in the Hot 100 at number 23. It was all over TRL. But... Uh, it, they were looked at as a novelty act, and they never really escaped it. Yeah, but Had movie movies songs. is a good song. Yeah. Uh, Attitude. Attitude. Yeah. Um, they had another one. Um, Feeling the sea, uh, drift or something like that. I can't think of the name of that album or that song from that album. Uh, Death Day is a good one. Um, Wish that was on Stranded. Stranded was on there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was on the uh, anthology. Wish, well, I'm thinking Wish was also on um, one of the Tony Hawk games, I believe. Yeah. That was really good. Flesh and Bone had a police feel to it. They were really good. Like it, that, it's, a, yeah. it's a good album if, if you just want to listen to the to the album. it's When I was listening to it, I did not listen to Smooth Criminal. No, me either. <laughs> um, it is a good, uh, it's a good album otherwise. So, um Alien Ant Art Farm was your number five? Yeah. 
Okay, my number five was the calling. Uh, wherever you will go, so we can move on. Wherever will you go, Greg? <laughs> we'll go to your number four, Ben. <laughs> All right, so my number four is an Irish spend. And I'm going to stop because that was probably offensive to somebody. Um, the Coors, Breathless. Um, I told you this was one of those songs that I listened to on that flight to Europe. <laughs> Didn't I? Yeah. It's like one of the, it was like four songs or something, three or four songs. You had to like keep interchanging. Yeah. Because one of them was a Britney Spears song, right? Yeah. That wasn't released in America. Right. <laughs> yeah, this song is just so happy. Yeah. But this, I think this kind of, um, I think this kind of classified or categorized what late Mutt Lang was like, like later in his career. Like, it was just, you know, like, just... 21st century Mutt Lang. Yeah, 21st century Robert Mutt Lang. That's what this was like. It was just very happy stuff. Like, it's, I don't... I can't describe it. The, I just love this song, the, though. Uh, I had heard of the chorus, but not through this song. But from watching, like, Entertainment Tonight or um, Total Access, you know, one of those entertainment shows that come on, like, either right before the news or right before Jeopardy or something. Yeah. Um... They were hyping up the chorus. Oh yeah, the, it's this Irish band, uh, three sisters. Uh, they're all they're all beautiful. <laughs> they have their brother, and they have been classically trained on their instruments uh, by their dad or something. Like they were, they're supposed really, to be these yeah. perfect musicians and perfect looking people, and they were hyped up as such. <laughs> perfect looking people. <laughs> perfect looking people that are perfect at their instruments. That is what they were uh that's how they were hyped up to me that's funny i guess i i didn't see that train <laughs> i just i i just saw it so i do think it because it totally has the the feel of one of those songs that they play over the outro credits of like entertainment tonight <laughs> like they're like check out it's like so as we say goodbye check out the new song by the cores and then they would just play a snippet of the video which back then was kind of dumb because how are you going to go find it? Everyone had dial-up internet. Like, we couldn't. <laughs> like, now it makes more sense, but no one watches TV. So it's kind of a, yeah, but this was one of those VH1 classics, man. This was. Oh, this is this is on my VH1 All-Stars list. Yeah, they, they played the hell out of this song on VH1. Um, I remember they had another single. They covered um, the Ryan Adams song, When the Stars Go Blue, with Bono. It was a live performance. It was actually really good, but I don't think it really did much. And I just, I, I felt like that's kind of how you knew they were Irish because they did a song with Bono. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as we're listening to this, uh, Lori just texted me. Um, in my top five films of all time, in reference to Rocket Man. Oh wow, that good. That's uh, okay, okay. <laughs> So uh, pretty strong praise from Lori. Thank you. Uh, we'll see for ourselves. Yeah. I, I, know, I know I'm not like too critical over biopics, but uh, I think the the format of it. But anyway, back to the, um, but even with the video, just the way that like, it's three, I, I didn't know for a while that, oh, their brother is in the group. Yeah, I didn't realize Because in the video, either. it's just a focus on the three sisters. Oh yeah, because that sells, man. <laughs> so, Yeah. That that and sells. I didn't know what kind of. I didn't know they were Irish. I thought it was a country group, but then one of them played the violin. One of them played good. Like they were just marketed in such a way that 
Um, maybe this will work in the UK, but in the in the states, because of we're in the middle of Britney Spears and yeah. Christina Aguilera, these boy bands, these girl groups. Uh, we don't care about the instruments. Yeah, you should have been bewitched. <laughs> you know, uh, or Dixie Chicks or yeah. something. I, it, this it, this wasn't gonna fly. Nah, uh, this was their only top forty hit in America. Peaked at number thirty four. Uh, it was number one in the UK, number one in Scotland and Poland, but not Ireland. Not Ireland. It was peaked at number three. Uh, uh, come on, Ireland. You got to represent for your own people, man. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's Scottish. That's more Scottish than Scot- Scotland got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that was your number four, right? Uh-huh. All right. We'll move to my number, uh, my number four. And uh, it's from a woman named Blue Cantrell. Oh, what we about to do? Uh, this song called Hit Em Up Style. We about to hit him up style. Parenthesis, oops. Yeah. That's the official title of the song. Which was always funny when she goes, oops, there goes the oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember hearing this song a lot in high school. Um, uh, seeing the video a lot on BET. Heavy, heavy rotation oh, on yeah. BET. Um, let me see if I could find out where the uh... oops. <laughs> <laughs> so, the writer of this song, Atlanta Dallas resident Austin, Dallas Austin, wrote and produced this. Um, Make it. We, he we, he just got paid. Yeah. You're welcome, Dallas. <laughs> um, this song peaked at number two on the Hot 100. Uh, only behind Usher's You Remind Me, I think. Which I also think was written by Dallas Austin. Uh, or was it? No. No, that wasn't okay. It was produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, though. Oh, okay. Um, Safe bet, though. He did a lot. Of, he was he was yeah. working hard around this time. Yeah, he, he was doing a lot. Um, it was number one on the mainstream top 40. And let's see where else. Uh, number one... Uh, number one on that list, number three in Australia, number eight in the Netherlands, number seven in Canada, and number seven on the UK dance charts. Uh, so this was this was a hit around the world. Yep. Um, and it was it was just one of those songs that's just everywhere. And it was a fun song. Yeah. Uh, she did come out with another single called "Breathe," which sampled. The Dr. Dre song, which sampled some other dude's song, <laughs> uh, but it wasn't. I think this it was like a year later or something like that on the next album. Mm-hmm. So uh, actually, it was three years later. Well, two years later. So um, even though it was a good song, the time had passed, um, and I think the only there was this. Uh, there was this interview that she did to where I don't know if she was asked if this song was about somebody or she had gone through a breakup with somebody and it was a basketball. It was an NBA player. Oh, and she wouldn't name who the player was. Really? And, but people were trying to like get the whoever's interviewing her was trying to get clues like, 
what position does he play? <laughs> uh, which conference does he play in? Um, so this was 2001. Yeah, and it was who someone was... who was known. I, I for I couldn't I can't remember how I got to it, but my guess was Chris Weber. Okay, I could maybe see but that. But I don't. I'm not. I have no uh, proof or evidence if it was. Him Where or is not. she from? Providence, Rhode Island. And where did she, was she living? Because it could have been, if she was, because it says she used to sing backup for Puffy. So she was in New York. Who was, who was, could it be Latrell? <laughs> Back in 01? I, it's possible. I'm reading, the, I and see this, that this reviews was, of this album are really good. I might check this out. Uh, with um, the cores, that song was nominated for a Grammy. It lost to Steely Dan. Um, this song was also nominated for a Grammy. It lost to Fallen by Alicia Keys. This was Alicia Keys' year, uh, yeah. 2001. So um, that was my number four. So your number three, uh, why don't you tell us about it? From Miss Sunshine Anderson, heard it all before. Um, I don't know what it is about this song, I just really like it. It's just, it's a, it's kind of a messed up song, you know. Um, I wonder if I'll ever get to this point in my relationship. I hope to God not. Where <laughs> come home late, things you seems you barely beat the sun. I don't think she's that petty <laughs> to where, you know, that would happen. But like, yeah. But I just remember like the thing that kind of drew me into the song is the music video, where she's singing with the band. Yeah. Which you don't see much in R and B, and like I wish like hell it happened, and like that would be such an interesting topic to cover, R and B bands because I can't remember the last one, like what maybe Tony 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 and Mint Condition, but I'm sure there's yeah. some more after that. I mean, that. the closest you get now is the Roots. Yeah, and like it's just not there, and I know we covered the, I mean, Sons the, of Soul. The band plays on a lot of songs. They're like the Funk Brothers. But yeah. They're, but they're not, they're not, just like as a band themselves, they're not yeah. an R&B band. And I guess, you know, what kind of made me think that it could really be a band is there's actually like, you know, crash hits in here, like crash cymbal hits, which you don't hear a lot of in R&B. So when I hear that, I'm like, oh, they're playing a real drum set. <laughs> and yeah, just it's a really fun song. And like, and so this is also going to sound a little vain. It's not that high, so I can sing along to it very easily. So, you know, but uh, it's high enough to be a bit of a challenge. So this week in the Hot 100, number 18, uh, number three on the hip hop and R&B songs. Uh, it was number nine in the UK. Uh, but as I may have said this before, the UK cares more. About R and B and about soul, R&B and, yeah. and just pop music in general, like they take it seriously. Yeah. Um, uh, I haven't I haven't heard any other song by Sunshine Anderson. Nor have in I. Any capacity? I don't even know what her real name is. Is it even Sunshine? Uh, let's see. Oh my God! It her, really it is. really is Sunshine. <laughs> Sunshine Jocelyn Sion Anderson. That's probably pronounced Sean. Sean? Yeah, probably. She from Winston Salem. That's definitely pronounced Sean. <laughs> yeah, there's no one named Sion in Winston Salem. You know that might have been part of the downfall. They're like, your name ain't Sunshine, <laughs> and then she shows your driver's license. Oh, you just had to legally change. Like I can't win. <laughs> Their lure is gone. 
Miss Anderson this way, please. Miss um, Sunshine Anderson? <laughs> uh, she has come out with two albums since. Uh, this album, for the, the first album, which had this single, it's called Your Woman. It went gold. Uh, Sunshine at Midnight didn't come out till 2007. And then in 2010, The Sun Shines Again. So she's uh, just trying. It may have been record deals. It may have been... Um, she was signed to Matthew Knowles' label. Oh, um, God. Now we know why she <laughs> failed. Any good song, he was like, you know what? I think Beyonce might sound... Let me just save that for... Be- this isn't for you. This is for Beyonce. <laughs> Couldn't win. That's why she failed. That makes me really sad. We probably missed on a lot of good Sunshine Anderson songs <laughs> because of Beyonce. All right. So um, that was your number three. She probably wanted this one, too. Yeah. Daddy, I won't, well, I got to give her something, okay? <laughs> I got to give her something. <laughs> she was, She's not on this label, so I can't just take it. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, that was your number three. Yeah. All right, my number three was Breathless by the Course. We've already Ooh. talked about it. So, your number two. My number two is uh, a band called Default, and it is a song called Wasting My Time. Um, it's it's just a it's just kind of one of those you know kind of standard rock songs. Um, yeah, I mean I can't really think of anything else to describe it. They're Canadian, so you know Chad Corker produced it. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I w- and I wish I was joking, but he really did. Pro- he produced most of their first album because Chad Kroger was just getting his hands on everything back then. So Chad Kroger, of course, is the lead singer of um, of Nickelback. They're still together, right? Yeah. Okay. Did this, they just come out with something new? I don't song? probably. I feel like they just did. They don't. I feel like they don't do much anymore, though. But. They're still together. Yeah, they're still together and, you know, living off of the millions of dollars they've made uh, back when people were buying their records but not admitting it. Um, they got a new album. They got, wow, 10th studio album coming out this year. So, yeah, Feed the Machine was the last album in 2017, and then they went on hiatus. So, yeah. Uh, well, this song... Um, uh, He's a part of that, that clan of singers with kind of the... With that... Grungy with, yeah. voice. This was similar to Alex Band, similar yeah. to uh, Chad Scott Kroger, Stapp, Scott Staff, Chad yeah. Kroger. Uh, you seen that Mad TV sketch? Which one? A, oh, they're so all know, in the boat or something. Yeah. Like sings, sings like that. And yeah. then, then like Ray Charles comes in at the end, like I, I <laughs> he's like he's the originator of singing <laughs> like that. Um, was this a song that uh, that Chris did? I feel like he did this song. Probably. I mean, at some point, like, you could pick really any of these types of songs from this era, and there's a chance that Chris has covered it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, he could, he could, he would sound good on it. Chris, of course, is a friend of ours who was on the episode about bands whose sounds have changed. And um, he is also a singer. And I, did we play him on Artists We Know? Uh, if that Paper Street. Yeah, we band probably played Paper in. Street. If you hear, if you go check out Paper Street on, uh, Spotify, this um, album, Everything is Alright. Very similar voice. Not exactly the same, but similar to that style. And, um, and yeah, I do think at some point we probably did play this song because I was in love with this song for a very long time. And I know that he likes this song and he likes Deny by them, which is their second single that had the video with Layla Ali in it. Mm. Um, 
I think we he likes that one better. I like them the same. Yeah. Uh, this song on the Hot 100 peaked at number 13. Uh, mainstream rock, it was number two. It was number one on the Canadian rock airplay. Because they know how to support their artists. They are Canadian. And it was number two on the uh, modern rock tracks behind uh, behind How You Remind Me by Nickelback. Uh, they couldn't beat they, the yeah, mentors. They were beating that. <laughs> the mentor. <laughs> that that just wasn't happening. No, they probably made jokes too, like "Ah, Chad, we're coming for you." And Chad was like, "Ah, no, you're not." <laughs> <laughs> I produced it in a way to where it's not better than what yeah. I made it. So that was that was when Chad Kroger was like starting to you know get his powers. <laughs> so it's just like it's not happening. All right, so let's get to my number two. Um, and it's something that Ben doesn't already have on his list. For anyone who looks at our Facebook page, and I asked if you recognize the artist in the cover photo, have you seen it? I think I have, but I don't remember. Let's go check out. Let's have Ben is going to look at our Facebook page. Who is the guy in the photo? Oh, Swamp Thing. That's not the photo, though. No, it's not. No. I th- Brandon, shout out to Brandon Williams again. And I got to talk to him about this because I am also subscribed to DC Universe. And it is amazing. But that's not what we're here, <laughs> we're here for. Um, let's see. All right. It's at Facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Yes. Yes, it is. I don't know him. You don't know who that is. I'm, I feel like I'm going to kind of bop my, my head when I, I hear the name. Because he looks like I should know him, but. All right, I'm going to play the song. There's a little interlude here. Just a second. Oh, Mr. Cheeks. <laughs> Oh snap! Okay, that's what he looked like. <laughs> oh man! Okay, I forgot about this song. And he says, "Sorry, Miss Jackson." Where's he? He's from New York. I think so. Yeah. I don't know why I thought he was from. Was he in the Lost Boys? Yes. Okay, that's why I recognize his voice. I remember. Okay, I remember now. Yeah. Music Makes Me High was one of my favorite songs. Uh, so yeah, this is Mr. Cheeks uh, of the Lost Boys, and um, they were not together at the time. This song came out. <laughs> they have since gotten back together. But uh, this is from his debut album, John P. Kelly. Uh, I remember this record now. Okay. Which I believe is named after his dad or his grandfather, something like that. But this was the big single, Lights, Camera, Action. Um, he sampled Keep on Trucking by Eddie Kendricks. Uh, this was included on the Triple X soundtrack. Oh, a remix, that's a, a remix of it. Um, this was on the Hot 100 at number 14. Um, some people may also know, like, well, he had the song uh, The Jump Off with Lil' Kim, but that was on her album, so mm-hmm. features don't count. <laughs> Features don't keep you from being a one hit wonder. <laughs> um, 
and uh, this this was also uh, from a used in a scene from Barbershop. Okay. Uh, to where uh, what's his name? Sean Patrick Thomas. You know, may remember from uh, none of the team movie, or was he in Cruel Intentions? He was in Cruel Intentions. He was the cello teacher. Yeah, correct. Okay, okay. Uh, he was also in Save the Last Dance. Oh yeah, yeah. that's the movie that where white girls were like, "We can dance too." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. So he he was in those, but he was in Barbershop, and in Barbershop they had a white barber. Who I guess the thing is in a barbershop, if you sit in the first chair, mm-hmm. you're the new guy, oh, okay. or you're the guy that no one like likes going to because mm-hmm. they, they don't think you got huh. hair. But there was a white guy who like he knew he was good. He was always saying he was good, and um, he had a black girlfriend, and Sean McDonald <laughs> didn't agree with that, or he like he just thought he was being fake. So he's <laughs> like, okay, well let's see what you got. So at the end of the movie. He lets the white guy cut his hair. Oh, and okay. the montage of him cutting his hair. This song is playing. Okay, I've never seen the barbershop, so you, sh- you should see it. Because wasn't that like? Didn't they make the joke that like all barbershops just fronts for drugs? <laughs> didn't Cedric the Entertainer make that joke? I don't. I don't think so. I, I, I don't. I, I don't remember that. I know he said it like. Uh, he's like, uh, OJ did it. Yeah. <laughs> and Rosa Parks ain't do nothing but sit her black ass down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is one of those songs that all over the urban radio, at least. But look, it was number 14 on the Hot 100. So the pop stations were playing it, too. Yes, they were. All right. That was my number two. Um, so, Ben, your number one. This was the seventh song. Um, I've never seen the show. Neither have I. As Club <laughs> Seven, never had a dream come true. Man, this was that. You know, listen to this it late was, night on the radio. This was last. This sounds like Last Dance at the Prom. Yes. <laughs> this was that like. I don't think it was played. It was. I don't think it was played at my at my. This would have been. No, my, this wasn't my prom. This wasn't played, but I could hear it. This would have been my junior prom. Yeah, I didn't go to my junior prom. I don't think I went um, to my senior prom. Maybe my my date, who I'm still friends with, could tell me if they played this song. I don't think they did though. Yeah, they, they, I, I went to a, a school that was like seventy percent black. I don't think they played this song. Oh yeah, mine. I'm pretty sure mine was like seventy percent white. So this <laughs> probably did. This if you know, it probably did get played at the prom I didn't go to because I know like Love Shack got played. <laughs> I know they didn't play Love Shack. I know they did. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Centennial. I don't know if anyone who went there is still listening, but interestingly enough, like one well, of the place was from my from my prom, my junior prom, they did play Nookie by Limp Biscuit. I don't know if Nookie got played. I don't know if we went that far. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this song though is just like like it's just one of my favorite songs. Like is this so this is you know, I always say this about when we do these Because Fives. This is a song I listen to on the regular. I've probably listened to this song once or twice this week at least. This can be on the wedding playlist. I guess it could be a slow dance, you know, if we're going to have slow dances. Kendra's not the slow dance type. So I imagine for her, she's going to want a bunch of songs. Are y'all going to have a choreographed number? No, we ain't that. We ain't that. <laughs> it's not that deep. I couldn't keep up with her anyway. 
Because <laughs> I know she'd be like, oh, we could do a bachata. And I'd be like, a bawata? And she'd be like, oh, we can go get dance lessons. And it would just be ugly. Like, she'd be great. And I'd be like trying to just stand up. Um, but she's going to want like fast paced because she likes to dance dance. So she's going to want songs that she can get her sister and they can just, and her, and the bridesmaids, but mostly her sister, no offense to the bridesmaids, she loves her sister to death, and they can just dance. That's what she's gonna wanna do. She get a couple drinks in her, she's gonna wanna dance. And they start playing this, I could hear, this too slow. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was co-written by Kathy Dennis. Yes, too many walls. <laughs> uh, you may know for, um, well, not only did she write that, she also wrote. Uh, she wrote Toxic. She wrote, she wrote the, Wannabe for the Spice Girls. Yeah, Kathy Dennis had a very. She wrote Toxic. She wrote Can't career. Get You Out of My Head. Yeah. Um, she wrote I Kissed a Girl. It was almost like she. It was almost like she'd used her career to do what she really wants. She's like, I don't want. I just want to. I want to write. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can write. Oh uh, yeah, I don't want to do these songs. With Simon Ellis. Who also worked with the Spice Girls and Britney mm. Spears and Westlife. Yeah. Um, Is Kathy Dennis British? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. So, um, yeah, this is the perfect prom song, or uh it could be on your wedding playlist. Um and this is this is the this is S Club Seven is also the kind of group that you're not gonna see anymore. Oh no. There was just a like the subject of a TV show. So there was a TV show, three guys, three girls. Yeah, that'll never happen again. In which they have the egos to where, like, look, uh, you're going to sing lead on this. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah. All right. So, my number one, uh, this was just everywhere, and uh, people could make up their own lyrics, uh, could make up their uh, – just could change the words. There's, there's easy, It's easy for it to be parodied. Um <laughs> Actually, there are more. There's an extended version <laughs> of this song, and of course, um, well, it's not that. That is a commercial because we're playing this from YouTube. YouTube, YouTube. Roll another. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh God! As much as I listened to this song back when it came out, it should have been on my list. Because I listen to this song a lot. <laughs> La, da, da, da. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this song was made on the oldest Casio keyboard you could find. Oh, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I think he recorded this in his room. Probably was high. Well, high. <laughs> like... Man, and he made it like it had like some old school vocals. Um, uh, in the video, it was featured in the um, Jay and Silent Bob movie. Um, yeah, this was just a song, uh, one of those songs that was all over the place. Um, yeah, this is just it's such a funny song. I'm, yeah. just, I'm, I'm getting taken back now to high school. Like, and everyone's singing it. Like, no one, of course, knew the verses because 
we did not have music as readily available today. So you had to either buy the CD, wait for it to come on the radio, which I'm trying to remember if this even came on the radio because this is a little risque for radio. Yeah. I want to think I had someone, one of the, I don't know if you had the dude at your school that would burn CDs for people. I think I had this on a burned CD. Um, I don't know who that was if that guy existed. Yeah, there was a guy at my school. It was always the first person to get broadband internet and a CD burner. So downloading <laughs> music for them was not a chore. So they would, you know, so I, I think it was like Jeff or something like that. And he would give you a list of songs you chose from the list of songs that he already had. And then there was another guy who was like, whatever, I got cable, internet, I just download whatever. So you would just write what you wanted yeah. and he would bring you the CD. Um, man, those were the days back then. And, and they would, of course they charge you because they ain't gonna do it for free, but enterprising young people um, profiting off of their parents. <laughs> well, uh, our podcast cousin, Brandon, talked about he He was the guy at his school oh, that did it. Oh, I forgot. Yes. Yeah. That's how I got this song, though, on a burned CD. Um, so this was uh, the song, the album that this was on got released in 2000. But it was put up on Napster. <laughs> <laughs> Made it to the Howard Stern Show. Then it was in the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. It was also in Disturbia, um, A Thousand Words, and The Perfect Score. Um, yeah. So uh, this is funny. It's almost like... Uh, and this song was nominated for a Grammy. That's funny. So it's almost kind of like it blew up kind of like uh, how some of these songs on SoundCloud did. Just up- uploaded it to a file sharing service and let it spread. Uh, let me find out the best rap solo performance. Just, to, I just want you to see what it was up against. I'm from East Palmdale. <laughs> East Palmdale. I love that. <laughs> In the wheat, I smoke bombish. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in Hitler. That's what I said. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so all you ch- skins, skins, skins. <laughs> please give me head. A E I O U, and sometimes W. <laughs> that is high talk. <laughs> okay, so um, oh man, Good at times. the Grammys, so you have Afro Man because I got high. Mm-hmm. All right. These are the other songs nominated for a Grammy in the best rap solo performance. Uh, Who We Be by DMX. Oh, that's my favorite. Other than, um, what's the one he did with Faith Evans? How's It Going Down? That's my favorite oh, yeah. X song. Okay. Yeah. Um, Izzo by Jay-Z. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Ride With Me by Nelly. I could I could do with that. But all of those lost to Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott. God, I miss her. <laughs> Was it, so Afro Man was in there too? Afro Man was nominated with them. That's hilarious. <laughs> so uh yeah, that's um yeah. <laughs> Man, I, who we be? I'm blasting down on the way home. All right, so let's get to my earworm of the week. <laughs> I picked one and I forget what song it actually was. Oh, let me pull up our list here. Okay. So um, this was a song that I heard. Uh, it was on my Discover Weekly a couple weeks ago, and and then it was on my release. I follow uh, release my release radar list on mm-hmm. Spotify, and um, 
he's not going to get he doesn't get the recognition he's supposed to for one of the biggest songs of 2015 mm. but he still gets the the royalties for it i guess that's all that matters <laughs> um, i'm of course talking about mark ronson mm. uh who co-wrote uptown funk yeah okay um so this song uh he did with uh I believe it's pronounced leaky lee okay and uh, they've performed this on a couple of late night shows, I think. Uh, but it's a show. Uh, he's coming out with an album. I don't know what the album's called, but the song that the, she that he did with her is called "Late Night Feelings." Um, one thing that I read about uh, about the song is that the um, the guitar he plays, he put a steel drum effect on it, so it sounds like a steel drum, but it's Probably a guitar. That Mars or oh, okay, that's never mind. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. So I, yeah. Um, so uh, uh, let me see if I can find out what the name of his upcoming project is before we play the song. Uh, uh, it's going to be called Late Night Feelings. All right. Yeah, and it's coming out in a couple of weeks. So uh, this is Late Night Feelings by Mark Ronson and featuring Leaky Lee. And we'll be right back. Uh, shortly after this ad stops playing because it's playing right now and it's really throwing off this podcast. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Here we go. I weigh the water. I feel it all. I ask myself a million questions in the dark. I lay in silence, but silence talks. It tells me heaven is no closer than it was My heart keeps pulling in the wrong direction I'm about to cross that line Looking for the wrong affection night after night Trying to find a new distraction Wanna make it last all night Everything that I've been mixing That is Mark Ronson featuring Leaky Lee, Late Night Feelings, from his album, upcoming album, Late Night Feelings. Has she been on anything else big? She sounds familiar. Um, 
No. Well, the only thing I think of is that uh, on Drake's, one of Drake's mixtapes, mm -hmm. he remixed one of her songs. Oh, okay. That's all I can think of. But, uh, yeah. Um, that is going to do it for our program. Uh, so, Ben, can you tell the people where we can be found? Yes, I can. Um, so, first off, we are on Facebook.com. Um, you know what? I shouldn't say the Facebook page because I just said it. And if you were listening, you got it. But I'm going to be cool. I'm going to say it. Facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. The website is also fake. Not Facebook.com. It's just by the time you hear this.com. Um, if you want to find us on the gram, you can find us at by the time you hear this. And if you want to email us, you can email us at by the time you hear this at gmail.com. Now, the website as well as our Facebook page are spelled with the word Y O U. The Instagram page as well as our email address is spelled with the letter U, and that is because we're urban. Yes, we are. We are urban, like urban. All right. That means we're black. Yeah. In case you, you didn't know, that's, um, I don't know if you call it dog whistling or just code. I don't know, but whatever it is, it is. All right. Let me stop being political. Um, so if you would like to listen to us on the go to avoid, you know, the annoying coworker or the busker or, um, or if you're like me sometimes and you walk from work to the Kroger across the street and you just don't want to talk to anyone um, and you go to the self-checkout, totally do it. Be antisocial. You know, that's what we're in right now. So um, listen to us on the go on your um, Android device or iTunes device. <laughs> no, wait, that's dead. iTunes is dead. Your iOS device. Excuse yes. me. Um, so on an Apple iOS device, you can find us on um, just, I guess, the podcast app, I guess it's called now. Because it's not iTunes anymore, it's a podcast. Well, yeah, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Uh, why am I forgetting this? Um, on your Android device, you can listen to us on Google Music. That is the orange triangle because there's like several of them. Um, you can also listen to us on um, Satchel Podcast Player, Overcast, TuneIn Radio, CastBox, ListenNotes.com um, because of the awesome show notes that Greg comes up with. Um, you can listen to us on Play.fm. Um, also, to go back, Satchel Podcast Player, great concept. Listen to podcasts produced in your area. Um, I imagine if you are a podcaster yourself, great way to meet up, you know, meet other people, listen to what's going on in your area, and really just to kind of, you know, hear some stuff with some local flavor. So um, definitely a suggestion. All right. Um, yeah, I, th I, think, I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Um, we're going to end the show with um, another of these one-hit wonders. This is one that I heard a lot. Um, I don't know about you, Ben, but uh, it is connected to the earworm I had on the previous episode. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, which was um, uh, Blessed Up by 808 Inc. No, actually. Yeah. The previous episode, Blessed Up by 808 Inc. And... Um, they sampled Soup for One by Sheik. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and they also kind of used, um, I, it kind of, it also reminded me of another song that sampled Soup for One by Sheik, which is Lady, parenthesis, Hear Me Tonight by Mojo. I haven't heard of this one. I'll play it. You, pro you might have heard it. 
So uh, we're going to play that. Uh, Lady, Hear Me Tonight by Mojo to end the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you very, very soon. Peace. Peace.